Hey there, guys, and welcome back to the Travis and Damien Podcast, episode 38. We're available on anchor.fm slash Travis Damien Podcast. Today is going to be a very quick and brief episode. We're going to talk about the news and recent activities. But first, we got to talk about some things that are actually happening in the real world, which is the Black Lives Matter movement and the tragic death of George Floyd. Uh, obviously, me and Damien both support the Black Lives movement. We are anti-racist, anti-supremacist, all that bullshit. Fuck racism. And... Before we start the show, we're just going to have one minute of silence for George Floyd because uh, that just seems appropriate for the show. So let's get into this show. Uh, first piece of news is The Last of Us Part 2. They did a little state of play and they showed a lot more gameplay of the game uh, and some other things about the game itself, like the world and things like that. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely very excited for this game. It's coming out two weeks from now. So uh, yeah, and I recently replayed the first game, so that just gets me even more hyped and excited. But the game definitely looks good. I still don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, <laughs> And if I get, you know, leaked of the story or whatever, I'm probably still not going to know what the fuck's going on. Um, but, yeah, I am just, I just can't wait to actually play this game. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I never played Last of Us. I probably should at this point. But, um, yeah, from what the show looks good. I mean, it looks more like Last of Us 1, but with, like, you know, probably better quality of life and just, like, you know, more improvements to the gameplay and stuff like that. Um, it seems like, you know, the areas seem a lot bigger now. Like, you got boats and stuff, and, like, Ellie seems more agile than Joel's. Like, she could, like, like dodge and stuff, so that looked cool. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, um, from what I've seen, it looks, you know, more like Last of Us. I mean, there's some cool new enemy types. Like, there's, like, more heavily armored clickers and stuff like that, so that seems cool. And it makes sense because, you know, the time between this game and the first game, you would expect them to, like, evolve some more. Like, you know, all those the zombies and stuff. So I thought that was mm -hmm. a clever way of, like, bringing in new enemy types and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, from what, I, from what they've seen, it looks good. I mean, I do know about the leaks, so it's just going to be interesting to see how all this plays with, like, context and stuff. Since a lot of the outrage seems to come from this big story moments, I don't want to talk about that much, but it just seems like, you know, it's always important to watch things with context and see how things play out. So I don't really think it's fair to judge it just based on some leaks and stuff until, like, you've actually seen the game or the story play out. So, yeah, I mean, I still think it's going to get high scores. It's still going to sell like crazy, but we'll see once the review copies start, you know, or I guess the, review, the embargo, like, lifts and stuff. So, but yeah, I think, I think the game's still going to end up being pretty good, so... Yeah, we live in very political times now, and if that's what people are outraged with the leaks, um, I'm assuming it has to do stuff politically, right? Um, no, it's more just about the characters that you'll see. I mean, sort of like it's weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, you know, the game definitely still looks good. I think the one thing people were 
being like, hey, the fuck, who the fuck's playing a Vita in the goddamn post-apocalyptic, you know, space or whatever. I was like, that's kind of funny, though. But, yeah, she got murked, like, instantly because she tried to kill Ellie. And Ellie was like, fuck, I didn't want to do that. But shit happens. But, yeah, definitely excited for this game, obviously, from my perspective. Yep, but it looks very pretty also. Like, a really good-looking PS4 game, I must say. Mm-hmm. Like, it's probably one of the best-looking ones I've seen. So, yeah, I, I don't know if they're using a new engine or what, but it does look very nice. So Yeah, they called it the Naughty Dog engine. Oh, so. very original. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next we got uh, Sonic 2 is in the works, the movie. Uh, I mean, it's, didn't it make a lot of money, the Sonic movie? I'm not, I'm not actually yeah. too sure. Yeah, it did um, make a lot. I think I think it did well financially, and it also did well by critics. So. Yeah, like people just, it was a fun movie, you know, just not taking itself too seriously, you know. A lot of people were expecting it to be garbage until they, like, redesigned Sonic, and like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. there's some hope for this movie. Um, I still mm-hmm. haven't seen it. I, I would probably like to at this point, but... um. You know, them making a sequel is probably a no-brainer. Is it going to be as okay as the first one? Probably not. Because <laughs> I feel like sequels usually get worse. But we'll see. Maybe they could make it even better. Who knows? I know they want to do some weird stuff. like Because I know about like the, the last like post credit scene, I think. So that's mm-hmm. I guess they're going to do something with that. Um, I think we could talk i mean okay if I mean, anyone if anyone doesn't want to get spoiled just uh you know quickly breach through this part of the podcast but yeah i mean at the end they show off tails yeah which is like really really cool um so a lot of people are, are excited for that so they're hoping that a lot of the pro the uh promotional material is reminiscent of like the sega genesis days with like sonic tuesday and things like that you know um so i hope you know tails does play a big part in the uh marketing because i think that that would be really really good because you know there's a lot of you know young sonic fans that really like tales and that's good and i think them doing a sequel for this movie is kind of of a no-brainer like the first movie did better than a lot of people really expected and the fact that it did well also financially i think that also you know helped push the studio to be like hey you know i guess we can do a sequel why not uh so i'm just curious as to what they're gonna do because uh in the movie they use like the rings as like you know uh, teleportation things and like the way uh, I'm not sure if Chaos Emeralds exists in the Sonic universe because Sonic does a thing at the end of the movie that was like supersonic where he like charged up and shit but like it wasn't supersonic and I was like alright that's weird but <laughs> you know what it's fine uh, they just had to you know like simplify it without like having to introduce the Chaos Emeralds at the, like, the last second or some shit so um, but yeah overall like I'm obviously excited for a Sonic movie uh, sequel uh, and a lot of people's last movies they saw in theaters before you know 2020 went to shit uh, was Sonic the Hedgehog so <laughs> what an amazing um, movie to watch <laughs> <laughs> yeah and some people are like you know what the next movie I'm probably gonna see in theaters is Sonic 2 so <laughs> that's gonna be funny but yeah definitely definitely excited for this Sonic sequel whatever it turns out to be mm-hmm all right, so because of current events, Sony has de- decided to delay the PlayStation 5 event, which we definitely would have been talking about today, but unfortunately, it's supposed to happen yesterday, but they just delayed it because they realized that uh, the world is in a really shitty spot, and they don't want the spotlight of, you know, what's going on right now in the real world to take away from, uh, you know, their, like, event little yeah. thing. <laughs> so it makes sense, and a lot of people are upset, but, you know, you can't please everyone because some people are just stupid like without a doubt um but yeah i i just think it makes sense it does seem like a really awkward time to like put a event out like this when everything is going on in the world um so yeah yeah it it makes sense i know some people are upset 
Um, but yeah, it, like one, it makes sense off like a marketing standpoint. You wouldn't really get like a lot of it. Like you know, no one's gonna talk about the new PS Five if people are like dying in the street and stuff like that. So they're like, okay, mm-hmm. let's not do this now. And it, you know, it just seems as respectful, you know, not to like do something like this just like you know now. Like I, I feel like people could wait like a few weeks until you know it comes out, and it, it might be better for them anyway. They could like organize wherever they want to show more and stuff like that. So yeah, just, just wait. It's it's gonna come. You know, it's not like they're just canceling it outright. Like, it's still gonna be shown, but you know, we just gotta wait mm-hmm. a little bit. There's more important things to worry about than the PS5. Even though I want to see it too. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, this stuff is a little more important. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And like even when Nintendo of America came out with their statement, like there were some fucking Nintendo fans out there that just aren't paying attention and being like, "So is this gonna affect the next direct or some shit like that?" I'm like, "Come on, guys! Like I know it's been a while since we've gotten anything from Nintendo like big, like a direct or anything like that, but." You guys gotta like get your head out of your ass. I'm gonna be fucking honest. Yeah, I mean, like this whole year, like with the coronavirus and all this, it's just like you know, there's a lot of things that are happening that are making it kind of hard to do these type of things. So yeah, let's just chill. You know, this year kind of sucks. We just kind of have to accept it at this point. So. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of people are, are gonna bring up the argument that like video games are meant for like escapism, but at this point, like this movement and this thing that's going on in the world, like it's bigger than any of us in anything. Uh, this is a almost like a revolution sort of thing. I'm like, I, I'm not trying to like get on like my soapbox or anything, but like really, like people across the world, multiple different countries are standing up against uh, this, and you know, Black Lives Matter is a global movement at this point. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what we're saying is just like chill. <laughs> It'll True. come when it comes out. Just like these are more important things right now. So. Mm-hmm. All right, so the last bit of news, because, you know, not much happening in terms of gaming news. Uh, Sega Game Gear Micro is going to be coming in Japan. It's going to be, like, 50 bucks, I think. And there's going to be four uh, four of these consoles, different colors. And I believe they have different games in them, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if, if, this is, if these are all, like, 50 bucks and it's, like, $200 to get, like, the full experience of this thing, I think that kind of sucks. Because <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> Game Gear games aren't exactly, like, their greatest things out there maybe if they were like genesis games i could see but even then like four genesis games or game gear games for like 50 bucks or whatever i'm like that seems kind of like no but yeah um we're not too sure because it's still only like japan i think um Mm -hmm. but it seems like a nice thing just like a collector's thing i think that's what most of these tiny consoles are mostly meant for like the super nes classic was cool because it came with star fox 2 and you know that Mm -hmm. was a really cool bonus you got from buying it and it was like a lot of good games in there too but now that more of these coming out, especially the Sega ones, um, it feels mostly like collectible items or the PS1 one as well. Like, you know, you just want that tiny PS1 and that's it because <laughs> most of the games <laughs> they pack in there aren't that great or like they're missing like a lot of crucial games. You know, like the PS1 didn't have the Crash games, I think, or Spyro or anything like that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the PlayStation 1 Classic was definitely a failure because yeah. that thing was getting discounted almost instantly. But the Sega Game Gear Micro uh, is definitely a very interesting uh, thing for them to put out, I would say. And like you said, according you know to us in like US dollars, each one of these is going to be like forty six dollars, according yeah. to the Game Informer article, which is a little crazy. Not going to lie, because you know not many people really praise Game Gear games like that, like at all. I'd yeah. say that there's <laughs> maybe like ten people in North America that could probably say, yeah, I really like Game Gear games, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, there's four different colors, uh, and if you 
pre-order all four, you get the bigger window. So if you want to play on a bigger window, and like these things are actually like super duper small, yeah. like it's kind of crazy, uh, which I guess is why they're so expensive because they have to like fit it in like this super tiny console and have the buttons work and things like that. But you know, like you said, it's definitely a novelty collector sort of item. So uh, am I gonna buy one of these? Hell no, because uh, Game Gear games are not worth uh, forty six dollars as four. So mm-hmm. that's it's kind of crazy to me, but. Moving on, uh, we're going to get into the last part of the show because there's barely anything going on within the gaming and uh, just pop culture world. Uh, Our recent activities. So I'll go first. I'll try to be kind of quick with it. Uh, So like I said earlier, uh, I replayed The Last of Us. Uh, I don't know which playthrough this is. I've definitely played this game a handful of times at this point. So I kind of know like what's going to happen next and like things like that. And uh, yeah, you know, I've watched other people play this game as well. So I pretty much know this game front to back. And yeah, I'm obviously going to talk about spoilers because this game is just super duper old Mm -hmm. um, at this point. So, uh, but yeah, I just really like this game. Uh, Just going through the emotions with like Ellie and Joel and seeing how their relationship evolves and things like that. Like that's always a joy to watch because Joel's just like, I don't want to deal with this girl. You know, I don't want her in my life. And then like as you get closer to the end, you see that he's like very close with her. He talks about Sarah more with her and things like that. And when you get to the end, when, you know, he fucking literally kills everyone, every single firefly in that building, uh, just to save Ellie instead of, you know, having Ellie save the entire human race. Um, it's more of him like saving what he loves and being selfish about it. But, you know, at the same time, it's sort of like beautiful because he's actually, he actually has a chance to save something that he he loves because you know sarah was kind of just joined from him in a way uh so you know it's kind of poetic in that way but at the same time you're kind of just like mm, i was playing as this guy the entire game and then he did this fucking dumbass shit uh <laughs> but you know we're probably gonna see that ellie finds out in part two or something like that like something's gonna happen in part two that forces them to split because i feel like like they didn't like stick together throughout the entire time because it looks like ellie is on her own for the most part and i feel like the first part of the last of us part two like like the beginning it's gonna take us back to that beginning section and take us through the motions again just for people to remember it i guess that's just my theory uh but yeah you know last of us is still great uh some people say that the uh, controls are a little wonky which i can understand um i think that's just as a sort of like excuse is sort of just part of like the realism you know the swaying of the weapons and how janky the uh aiming and things like that are uh i just think that that's just part of like their vision of the game but that's just a excuse uh some people want to say or whatever but i still think the game is just super duper good in my opinion definitely one of my favorite games of all time top five uh i I have like top five favorite games of all time but i don't like number them sort of thing i just like group them all together yeah same (laughs) (laughs) uh moving on uh obviously more league of legends and more tft uh tft i've actually been getting a lot more into uh despite me taking a lot of sevens and eights uh it definitely sucks but hey you know that's just part of this patch i actually played on the new patch on pv which is very interesting they're adding a lot more synergies and removing some which were the dumbass synergies like uh they're also taking away a couple items things like that you know changing some things so you know it's like a mid-season sort of like overhaul of the uh of the i guess set which is very cool and i'm you know, I played, like, maybe, like, three games on, on it, which is, you know, not a lot by any means, but I enjoyed my time with it, so hopefully when it comes to live, it is fun as it was on PBE. Uh, I've not been playing Animal Crossing. 
by surprise uh ever since june started i've not played a single day of animal crossing uh which you know before i i felt like i was obligated to do like the daily stuff and things like that but like i just told myself one day i'm not gonna play animal crossing <laughs> and since then I, i've not played yeah, um i i might play later today just because it is june and there's like new things to like catch and things to find and things and whatever um but yeah you know animal crossing new horizons if you if you're still playing it props to you uh, but for me personally, I've just lost interest in it, unfortunately. Uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars, and you might be wondering why I am still watching the show despite me finishing it. Uh, I recently got the Blu-rays, and if you know anything about the Blu-rays, they are not cheap. So I definitely burned a hole in my wallet, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> because I want to own these things physically. So I watched uh, one of the seasons that's more notorious to be expensive, because I bought these in like a lot. So I, I wanted to make sure that the one that was most expensive, which was season five, uh, which is arguably the best season, uh, I just wanted to make sure that all of the uh, discs worked. So I rewatched season five. Uh, and the way that, that they ordered the episodes is not by like release. So like the first episode is part one of the Darth Maul arc. That's on disc two. <laughs> so they actually clumped the episodes together in a uh, logical, I guess, way when you watch it so that's good because when i popped in disc one i was like this is not the first episode i was like oh whatever you know disc one is pretty much all filler but like disc two is like all of like the good stuff but, oh, okay <laughs> yeah i pretty much just i pretty much just rewatched season five to make sure that the uh disc worked but uh last thing i've been doing has been watching a lot of haikyuu uh last time i talked about it i watched like the first couple of episodes now i finished season one and i'm like halfway through season two so the anime is really good as a person that doesn't watch a lot of anime or even like sports anime in general i'm not even like that big of a volleyball fan but like haikyuu as a volleyball anime is hype and really fun to watch um if you get past season one and you're still not into it you could drop it but i think uh once you see the things and the ways the characters uh play out throughout season one you'll probably want to keep watching because it's just super fun to watch um Hinata and Kageyama, they're pretty much like Goku, Vegeta, or like Naruto and Sasuke. Like, they butt heads with each other, but, you know, they're still playing on the same team and things like that, and it's just super fun to watch, so. Yeah, I mean, I heard That's it's one of, Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. You go, you go. I, I was gonna say, I heard it's just, like, one of the best, like, shonen things on it, like, you know, shonen sports thing. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll probably watch it at some point. Like, there's a lot of things I need to watch in terms of, like, anime stuff, but it, yeah. it, it'll probably be up there now. I probably should just watch it at this point. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. All right, so I guess I can go for my things. Uh, I've mostly just been playing Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, which came out last week. Um, and yeah, it's a very nice upgrade. Uh, the graphics, while most of the graphics are kind of the same, but just a little touch-up, uh, a lot, like, the most notable difference is the character models, where they don't look like trash anymore. At least their faces. <laughs> they look a lot more anime now, which I know some people have some issues with. But Shulk's and, like, everyone's faces just look so much more expressive like, they just don't look like garbage. Because their faces used to just be, like, a texture on the Wii version. And, like, it really... It could show at some points. When there's, like, close-ups of their faces during, like, in-game cutscenes, it kind of looks like garbage. <laughs> so I'm kind of happy they decided to go for the more anime look. Uh, again, I know not a lot of people like the anime look, but I, I think it just fits more. And they're just way more expressive now. Um, a lot of the quality of life things are also super good. Um, this game's combat has a lot of positional attacks where you have to be, like, in the backside or on the flank of a monster and sometimes that wasn't very clear with some monsters in the original game 
uh, in this game, the arts that have positional attacks now have like a blue exclamation point when you're on their flank or backside. So it makes it way easier to like land those moves now. Well, if you didn't know like where that uh, position of the monster, you know, you were going to hit. So yeah, that makes combat a lot more smooth and a lot like cleaner. Uh, just the UI in general just looks way better than the Wii version. Um, and quests, you know, there's a bunch of side quests in this game. And in the Wii version, they never really tracked what you needed to do. So it's like, kill this monster or collect this thing. You wouldn't know where those things were besides like the general area where they were. In this game, it points out everything to you. So like if this item is like somewhere in the map, it would point exactly where it is, which makes doing side quests way easier. Like in the Wii version, I did a few, but I never really bothered with most of the side quests just because they were such a pain in the ass to like do all of them. In this one, I've been doing like every single side quest I can because it's just way quicker to know where things are, and it's just more intuitive like to just do them all now, <laughs> which I appreciate because that was one of my main con like um, complaints about the original game where the side quests were there were too many of them and they were way too annoying to do. There's still way too many of them in this game, but um, again, you don't really have to do any of them, but it just made them way easier to do now. So, um, in terms of other things they did, um, a lot of the music is remastered. Uh, I really like a lot of the new rearrangements and stuff like that. I think they sound they're like really subtly different, but like enough to notice it. And I, I think they did a good job with a lot of the music being like remastered and stuff like that. Um, but besides that, it's still Xenoblade is still a fantastic game. You know, it's one of my favorite JRPGs ever. It's one of my favorite games ever. I, I love Xenoblade Chronicles one, um, and I definitely think it's worth buying. Like, you know, if you had like a choice between like the Wii 3DS or this one, just get this one. Like, a lot of the quality of life improvements are just way too good to like look past like this is really good and i haven't even played the extra sort of like epilogue mode yet obviously i think i'm about i'm like halfway a little less than halfway through the game i have like 40 hours right now like i'm trying like not 100 percent the game but i'm definitely trying to like do all the quests and stuff like that this time around so yeah it's probably gonna take me a bit before i got to do that new story part but from what i've heard it's really good and i'm i'm really looking forward to that extra epilogue mode um and besides that, I've been playing an indie game called One Step From Eden. Um, there's actually been a lot of good roguelites this year. And I've been, like, neglecting all of them recently just because there have been so many, like, goddamn RPGs and, like, big AAA games I've been really excited for uh, these past few months. Um, so, yeah, I haven't been really paying attention to the indie games or, like, just roguelites in general. Um, this game is very fun, though. It's basically Mega Man Battle Network if it was a roguelite. So I I've never played Mega Man Battle Network. I know what it is, and I know what the gameplay is like where you're, like, on a grid and you shoot stuff that's basically <laughs> what this is but with like deck building as well so basically you're in like this grid and then you have dodge enemy attacks while shooting people and it has the deck building aspects for something like uh slay the spire where every battle you get to pick three cards and then you just build your deck from there those act as your like spells and stuff so you can use them throughout the fight um and it's basically as simple as it sounds the more complexity comes from you know learning boss patterns uh through dodging in your grid and like picking what cards you want and stuff like that. Uh, what I really appreciate about this game deck building wise is you could like choose a focus on what cards you want since each card has like a brand. So you could have one that's like more focused on shields or one that's more focused on like ice damage or whatever. And you can just pick that at the start of a run and then more of those cards will come your way. So you could really actually build your run way easier than like other deck building uh, roguelites, which I really appreciate. So. I really like being like a face tank like I just take a lot of the shield cards and just like don't have to worry too much about 
you know, like um, enemy pat- uh, boss patterns and stuff like that. I could just do that. It's not like other roguelikes where you kind of just hope you get things like that. In this game, it's like pretty consistent if you set your focus to uh, that certain brand of card. So that that's really neat. I really like that mechanic. Um, and besides that, there's a bunch of extra unlockables and stuff. Apparently, the game is really hard, but I beat it in like my third run. So I'm like, maybe I'm just good. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> like, honestly, like some people can't beat this game like at all. I felt that way about Gungeon for a while, but I, I beat it and I could beat it pretty consistently now. Uh, Dead Cells is a game a lot of people can't beat, but that game took me a while to beat as well. But this game, I actually felt like I, re- I just clicked for me, and I, I'm really enjoying it. So, yeah, one, definitely one of the uh, better roguelites I've played recently. And there's a lot more roguelites that I really want to get into this year, but that's going to have to wait until Xenoblade's done. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, I think that's everything. Okay, so thank you guys for listening to the Travis and David podcast, episode 38. We will see you guys three weeks from now with the next episode because Last of Us Part 2 comes out two weeks, and I'm going to give myself a week to finish that game, which I probably will. So we'll see you guys three weeks from now. Later.